Well, welcome back to the Strong Agent Lead Podcast. My name is Moss Maria. I am your host and uh, yeah, person to talk on the podcast. Uh, for all our listeners who are listening to this podcast episode, uh, we haven't posted a podcast in so long. Uh, I don't necessarily apologize for that, but it, we, we're just busy. So uh, we do want to start posting them the next few weeks. I just had a conversation with our team to post those um podcast episodes and just kind of figure out how we can get them out more quickly. Um, but today we just wanted to do an improv uh, podcast uh, about Bullet Train. So two myself and two of my friends went to go see Bullet Train uh, in theaters and we have some thoughts. So um, we're just going to kind of dive into it, I'm, but I'm going to first introduce uh, my friends. We have uh, Key Ventura and Maria G. Uh, both I've met uh, through mostly through Clubhouse, but we've just been kind of coming together and hanging out since then. So um, let's have them introduce themselves a little more. Key, uh, want to say hi? Sure. Hello. Can it looks a little bit soft here? No, I can hear can you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. We're here. We're present. Um. Hello, I'm Key, like you put me in a door. Um, I just moved to LA about a year and a half ago, setting up my roots down here. Um, yeah, just kind of feeling it out. Going to remain a little bit of a mystery here, um, but I'll hand it over to uh, <laughs> to Maria. <laughs> hey, Moss. Thanks for having me. Hey, Key. Uh, we did see a film together. Uh, my name is Maria. I'm a comedian, podcaster, producer, and screenwriter. So, second time on the pod. Yeah, we, I think the last episode was you and me. So, um, so yeah, we did watch a movie, and it was something that we put into our eyeballs, and that was pretty much how it goes. So, um. I would love to hear your reactions to it, um, your initial thoughts. We went to go have ramen and talked about this afterwards, but we thought this would be a really good, fair podcast episode. And so, um, yeah, free-flowing, you know, Key, Maria, have at it. Key, what did you think about it? What were your initial thoughts? Okay, I guess, like, first of all, can we try to take a jab at trying to identify something positive about it? I was thinking about this yeah. in in the shower. It was a shower thought. Like, what was something that Ooh. I actually liked about the fucking film? Um, That's I guess, a good point. Yeah. Well, and um, we should also do a, a, a I forgot we were going to do this, is we should give some context to what the movie is. Um, before anybody's and if anyone knows uh spoilers this is gonna be a total spoiler episode so well yeah. so like maybe you don't watch it <laughs> um but bullet train can you uh, spoil something spoiled already okay go, go for it <laughs> oh, oh yes. <laughs> um so originally this bullet train is based off a book by a japanese man in japan it was written kind of in and for Japan uh, with Japanese people in mind in general. But the story in itself doesn't need to be about Japanese people. Um, it's not about culture. It's more like a train heist kind of mystery, kung fu comedy. Uh, so it doesn't really need it. It didn't have to be in Japan. Uh, but it was written in Japanese and with Japanese people in mind. Kind of characters were in Japanese. So that's one part of it. And... 
uh, originally the title was Nippon Speed Rail and automatically putting to bullet train literally cuts out Japan. <laughs> Nippon means Japan, Japan, right? And so it just automatically started whitewashing it. And then uh, it was, and then it was um, recast It was cast for an, uh, a worldwide audience of um, in America and just around. So who was in it? Brad, um, Brad Pitt. And I'm going to bring up everybody. Angelina Jolie's ex, also Jennifer Aniston's ex. I'm not even saying his name. That's how I'm referring to him. Um, Bad Bunny, Joey King, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Brian Tyree Henry, um, Michael Shannon, Sandra Bullock, like just continuously non-asian people there were some other asian people who are there they're all around but they're always like background characters and there was only two main um characters other asian characters so hiroki sonata played the elder and andrew koji played his son those are the two main japanese um i think where we left off was sorry for the technical difficulties people um (laughs) we left off at so the, the cast is just not there. There are other Asians around. Masayoka is there. Karen Fukuhara is there. Um, Manishi Murakami. Like this, on top level, IMDb, IMDb, you can kind of see like, oh, okay, maybe it's a diverse cast and you can do the whole thing. Yeah, but then like you go to watch the movie and you're just missing all the Asian people. So that's kind of where we kind of want to hop in. But let's... We can kind of get the thoughts. That's kind of the background of where this movie's at. Um, so if you go watch it, go ahead. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we just want to give you the context. That's what the story is. And basically, they, they're going after some money and some briefcase and a gang thing. And so um, that's background. But uh, sorry to cut you off. Look, you want to put that outline there. But so tell me oh, what are you, no so t- tell me your let me your good things about the movie we we can start there okay i guess like as an artiste or whatever we want to put it um (laughs) i think i have an appreciation for the cinematography um i think that it was like very beautifully shot i think that the colors were very vibrant um the angles etc um but honestly i couldn't really think of anything else I, I mean, everything else just felt very empty. But I'll stop right there because, you know, I wanted to start off with something positive about it first. <laughs> Maria, do you have a positive oh. thing? <laughs> there were people who came together and they made a film. Uh, there were people, <laughs> they woke up and had breath in their lungs and they said, you know what? Let's make a movie. Brad Pitt said, you know, I mean, Angelina Jolie's ex said, yeah, I'm bored too. Let's make a film. Um, yeah, there were a lot of shots that were like, you could tell some dudes behind the camera, like, this is going to be so good. Like the explosions, like a car would just tap another car and would just explode. So, yeah, I think like it's a great bro movie um, if you're a oh, bro. Totally. Totally. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's so there's a lot of fucking action. Like it was it was like nonstop. A, yeah. Stimulation. Much 
much um, Transformer energy, much Fast and the Furious in the later times energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree with those. Yeah. And I think the 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 mm, baseline comment for any movies like oh, to find any good compliment, it was shot very nicely. It was very beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Every movie is beautiful at this point. So that's like not even a qu- comment at this point. You can it was say on it's like, a oh. giant glowing rectangle that we saw together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll say there was, I didn't laugh a lot, but there were some funny moments and that was kind of, kind of funny and silly. Um, like slapstick. Slapstick. Silly. Yeah. It's not, it's not anything groundbreaking funny, just like slapstick. And I'm like, okay i'm here for it and that's kind of cool or that's jokey and that's fine um there wasn't like a clear like setup punchline no like hit for jokes one-liners um and not even like clever sometimes i was like i you kind of just that's that's not a new phrase (laughs) it's like the expense of some asian american yeah Yeah. And, and um i'll give it that a lot of the choreography was pretty better than average i'll say not anything groundbreaking but better than average um and you know they used i guess there was a someone sent me an article that said brad pitt uh, was inspired by jackie chan i'm like yeah you did jackie wrong but (laughs) at least you know it's that was nice like they used um they didn't just use kung fu and stuff they use the environment which jackie chan does is like very well known for and i love jackie chan's films for that it's like oh you're using a paintbrush for something that's so funny um so they use the briefcase and they use a bottle of whiskey or something like that's okay that's kind of fun it's better than just putting in like a marvel film or something but that's i'll give it that um yeah that's a movie yeah it was a movie (laughs) Okay, so those those are the uh, the good things about the thing. What were your other thoughts about him? Either one of you, Maria. <sighs> All right, so I think every time we saw a female character of color, they were just like instantly gone or suffering. Uh, I don't know. It was clearly like a lot of these people were bored, like at least like Sandra Bullock, um, Angelina Jolie's ex, and sorry, Jennifer Aniston's ex first. I wish that there's such great Asian actors in this. I re- they really could have made use of that talent. Like Masa Masioka from Heroes was in it. He could have done mm-hmm. so much more than just been like, oh, I wanted to grab that ticket from you, Jennifer Aniston's ex. I don't know. It's hard to know where to start. Should we go from like the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie? Yeah, I'd probably pick yes. up pick out points. We could be there. We could be here for two hours for sure. But that's I only, true. I have so much time. So, oh, any of us have so much time. So you know what? One thing I did want to bring up was the White Death, who was played by Michael it. Shannon. And Michael Shannon's a good actor. I think he's a good actor for sure. However, that whole thing about there's one white guy who's better than all the other Asians. And like, they happen to be like the master of like, he was like the legend, the white death. And I was like, all right. So he just like kind of walked into like Japan and now he's like the master, the most feared one out of like, you know, all the other Japanese 
people who have been like studying for years in martial arts like okay believable it's giving the wall it's giving the last samurai not into mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. yeah when he realized his face i wasn't i wasn't not expecting that but i was like why i mean the word the white death it's like okay we know what he's gonna look like yeah and i I thought at least it could be like okay it's a it's a it's a commentary on uh colonization like a white dude comes in and takes over the clan and that is but it really wasn't like they would have had to really accentuate that and they just really did and the whole clan i don't my thing was like the whole he came in and the whole rest of the clan became non-japanese i didn't see any other japanese person in that clan they were all hidden by masks but you can They'd have one or two lines. It was definitely in English, and it was definitely either a black dude or a white dude. And it was like, they're all like Australian, British, like yeah. Doesn't make any sense. That would piss me off the most. Like all again, all the other, all the other characters. If you, all the other people who like live in Japan were not Japanese. It was like the train ticket guy, Masioka, the cart woman who brings in the concession stands, and like pedestrians in the street. Maybe, but you didn't see their faces, so it didn't really matter. So it was like really just not anything. Like nobody had lines. It was everybody else was just there. Like they just didn't. It just pissed me off so much. And even in the main cast, like Andrew Koji is incredibly talented. He was suffering through the whole movie from start yeah. to finish. He was suffering. He'd had no breaks. Mm-hmm. It's all sad. Woe was me. And then I'm gonna go for revenge. And then he gets shot and bleeding and then he's gone he's like dead for half the movie then he is alive again so <laughs> i don't know people die in this movie so many times and then he came back to life i didn't i don't understand um key what about you how, how what were some of your other thoughts um i think it was kind of interesting just reading up a little bit about like the backstory of the book um and then comparing it to how it was adapted into a film um Speaking to the White Death, I think it's very interesting that they had to call out that he is a Russian leader. Um, that was not a detail that was like noted whatsoever in the book. Um, not that I've read the book, but just reading the synopsis and the summary of it, um, there's really no detail about what their ethnic backgrounds are in the first place. So I'm just wondering what the intention is behind that. Um I kind of felt like it was like a little bit unnecessary. And further. Michael Shannon is he I mean he's not he's not Russian <laughs> it's like you need an accent let's give you an accent you want to yeah. be Russian let's yeah. be topical bro right um but I, I think it just like vilifies like others a little bit more right um right like not all Russian people are evil trying to go out for <laughs> blood I guess right right yeah. hmm yeah, I don't, I just, hmm. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I know what I've known I've seen from articles is that the writer doesn't mind that there wasn't Japanese people. And mm-hmm. quite frankly, I don't mind either, right? I don't sure. necessarily mind at all that they're there, but I'm tired of white Hollywood putting white people in Japan because it kind of like orientalizes it when it didn't need to be in Japan where all the other actors were not Japanese. Yeah. Hell, put them... You can put them in the speed. I like the speed of our idea, and that's fine. But then there should be... Majority of the people around should be Asian. 
put them Chinese. Put, 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 it some, put it somewhere else. Yeah, put it or, or or put it somewhere else where it is multicultural. In yeah, uh, put it in New York where this would have all made sense. You could have changed everything, nothing about the film except for the location put in New York, and it would have been like, I accept this film. Yeah, Straight, straightforward. Jennifer Aniston's ex would not survive in New York, mm-hmm. and I said this to Moss before that his hands are too soft. He would get <laughs> beaten on the train. <laughs> Oh, but he Joey looks like a hobo. King, so you're Joey okay. King's character we believe in New York. Alligate those alligator tears that her character gave. I think Joey King's a great actress, but man, yeah. everyone kept believing her like sad little like yeah. oh, I'm a little girl. Yeah, it, it would just been so believable. And I think I would have loved another New York film. Like I love things like um, if anyone's ever seen Felon One Two Three. Um, that's a really good 1980s film, and they're just stuck on the train. It's like kind of like speed meets new york where the train's not going to stop we're not making any stops you have to keep moving and otherwise it's not going to blow up and we're going to get you all your money and rob it like that's fun and you it makes it relatable but now you put it in japan and one there's no japanese people so that's a whole character let's forget about the casting at that point but then you're just kind of orientalizing of what everything else is like oh this is new this is weird this is kichi this is different it's in another country it's uh, it's cool just because it's Japan. Like, yeah, but yeah. On this- that note, I think like Brad Pitt kept on bringing up wasabi peas. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. also like every time he did something rude and someone was like, "We don't like this," like a woman would like look at him the wrong way. He'd be like, "I thought people were supposed to be polite here." It's like, uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. That's a that's a good point. Like, um, I guess like speaking just from my own personal experiences of like living in Japan and visiting Japan too like I I've been on a bullet train before and I've never seen that many quote-unquote lack of better word foreigners on a train where um like that is just like so depicted unrealistically um but further like speaking to that point too I think like this movie taking it with a grain of salt though like it does perpetuate this idea of like okay if i am a non-japanese person coming over into japan i can expect that oh my gosh i will be catered to and people are going to be polite and that like like the service here is so great oh my fucking god i hate hearing this shit so much it's just culture it's not that yeah. they're you because you're special it's just culture period yep mm-hmm. yep just being mindful of others i mean like i i don't know like do you remember like the the, the white woman that kept turning over and being like shh and i was just kind of like that would like even if it was someone that was non-japanese that would just like not fucking happen <laughs> Yeah, just like a Karen in the library on the yeah. train in Japan. Yeah, uh, and that, that that pissed me off a lot too because that could have been any Asian person. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to be that woman. What woman? And it wasn't right. a very big line or part. She just had that one, literally that one little scene, and you didn't have to do that. I do like, also want to know Brian Tyree Henry and Zazie Beetz throughout the movie. Their performances were great. Like Brian Terry Henry played Lemon, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. he was one of the assassins. I think he was fantastic in this movie. He should have had more. Zazie Beats. I saw her immediately and was excited because I love her. She's been in so many things, um, and she immediately died. She's in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but boy, was that disappointing. I was like, oh, we got one, and then she just immediately was gone. 
agreed. I actually enjoyed everybody's performance. I'll give it that. Like mm-hmm. maybe some of the jokes were kind of cheesy and Brad Pitt's just being Brad Pitt. And I think he was improving half the time anyways, because he can know he because you know he thinks he can't do anything wrong. Um <laughs> but like I wasn't like mad at anybody's performance. No one had a really bad performance. I just think you could have given this much opportunity to other people who don't have as many opportunities. Masioka has been doing working for so long he could have had any any bigger part. He could have had just one. He could have he could have literally been a, a lemon or a tangerine and it would have been like cool. Like I fucking loved him in Heroes, and I want to see more of him. I keep finding him every once in a while. I'm like, I really just want to talk to him. He seems like a chill dude. Um, yeah. But like, you just got to give him a, a, some role. And I know they want to play to one multiculturalism and adding that other thing, but you know, he, he didn't have any other part. Um, and here's my thing too, and I keep seeing this as where we're kind of moving forward but we're moving still moving back is that hollywood still wants asian stories and even set in asia and that's totally fine because it's seen like squid game and all these other movies and i think that's cool that's fine but they're still so worried about subtitles and foreignness of the language and we're getting better like these movies are coming out with subtitles and getting there are people watching them and that's fine but in my experience in my understanding, even for my personal beliefs, is that I don't necessarily want to read subtitles when I'm watching the movie. It, there's something about it as a filmmaker, as a director, wanting to watch the eyes of the actor, the cut of the scene, and uh, the inserts of the thing. Sometimes the insert is like three frames long. You can't be watching the thing and reading reading it. And you're missing something. Psychologically, you're missing something. And so even when I watch things, and I'll admit, I'll, maybe I'm a bad agent for doing it, but I don't care, is that I will put things in English dub. I don't really care it, because for me, I get to focus on the acting in itself and just the visual part of the acting, not necessarily the English version of the acting, but because I know the inflections are different and sometimes the words are wrong, but I don't really notice the difference. Um, but I want to see the characters do the thing. Like this is a visual medium. I don't want it's not necessarily just audio. And half the time I'm either doing dishes or working or Maybe I'm on my phone. I still kind of want to watch it. Maybe I'm bored and just want to just be on it for check something. And I still will hear what's going on uh, without having to read it. Um, and be honest, I might be having a little smoke, something to smoke. And I don't want to read <laughs> what I'm smoking. <laughs> so well, there is that aspect to it. But Hollywood thinks you have to have white people to say English. Like if they would have made this whole movie all Japanese people and in Japanese, I'm sure people would have just watched it fine. And if you wanted to put it in theaters, dub it. And that's fine too, but I swear people would have watched this anyway. So I think it would have been a fun film to watch because it's it's kind of the same lines of um, Train to Busan or mm. whatever. I'm like, those movies did just fine. You didn't have to do it, but they wanted to do the marketing behind it because if you put Brad Pitt in it, it's going to sell more. You put all these other actors, they're going to sell more. And it be they want to be, you know, I don't want to say it's woke because I think that's not what we're necessarily going for, but they want to be multicultural. And I think it's fine to be that way. But it, they kind of yeah. they kind of Americanized this film that had a Japanese influence and took out all the Japanese from it and then just put it in there, whatever was quote unquote cool. And that's where it pisses me off. Where I'm just like, I don't like it anymore because it just because of how much you took away from it when you didn't have to do a lot of it. So I think that for me, that speaks to 
what Hollywood does and doesn't want to share with us and use and it wants to take take the good and cool parts of Asian cultures, but doesn't give us the opportunity to grow our acting skills, to showcase other people and give other people opportunities to show their skills on ho- in Hollywood films. I didn't really see any, a lot of Andrew Koji's um, multi uh, martial arts film, but he's done warrior. He's like, he's, the, he's badass. He's like probably the new up and coming um, martial arts guy. So we didn't get to see a lot of that. I just, I just wish there was more. Like a yeah. few things there. Like, first of all, there's no wrong way to be Asian, Moss. You can put things on dub. Um, <laughs> there's no such thing as being a bad Asian. I think it's so dumb when people are like you're you're not you're not a good Asian. It's like, okay, how am I supposed to be? Fair. Tell me. Um, yeah. Also, the fact that that Hollywood putting white people in like the center, the protagonist of everything. It's like perpetuating that notion that like white people in america are the norm when there are in fact more people who look like us in the world we're the global majority um and we deserve to be celebrated on screen and off screen um i have more things but i can't read my handwriting because i wrote it down real quick um yeah basically like you can be, you can look like us and still be American and still be a protagonist, and it's possible for a story to still sell, and you don't have to be Jennifer Aniston, mm-hmm. Gwyneth Paltrow, Ju- Juliet Lewis's, and um, Angelina Jolie's ex to make it work. Yeah. He dated all those ladies. He's got he's been around, and he looked like all of them when he was dating. I can't. I'm sorry. I'll, <laughs> I, I'll digress. He put an Asian American <laughs> in Brad Pitt's role, and you could even still have him say like, "Oh, I thought they were supposed to be nice here." Like aren't you Asian? I'm like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm Asian American. Like that's not, I'm not from here. <laughs> and that would have been like a good line too. Like could have been a whole thing. I'm, I don't know. Key, do you have any, what other thoughts do you have? None right now. I'm kind of no. just like sitting on it. Like, well, actually, no, I take that back. I'm, I'm sitting on, I still don't understand how the, like what the plot was. That's where I'm drawing a blank right now. I feel like a total airhead. Like, what the fuck did I just, like, see? How do I string this all together? It wasn't you. It's them. <laughs> My understanding, and here's all oh, oh, this kind of spew, because I'm trying to kind of remember, too. Because it started out with a briefcase, wanting to get the briefcase, because it had money in it, because that was Brad Pitt's goal. But then the briefcase was like, whose briefcase was that? <laughs> I don't know where it was yeah, coming exactly. from. Yeah, exactly. Because even the girl wanted it. That the because the girl became his daughter, right? And mm-hmm. did the son have it? Because they were supposed to bring the tangerine and lemon were supposed to bring the son and the briefcase to the white white death. So did the right. son have the briefcase and they had to grab it from him, or was it coming from a different place? That's my best guess is that the son probably stole the money. And they were trying to retrieve it, right? So they're bringing him back. And the daughter knew about the briefcase and wanted to kill her father because he was she was paying attention because he had father daddy issues and paying too much attention to the son. And so she wanted to blow up the briefcase because he was going to pick it up. And if that didn't work, she was going. It was going to the gun was going to blow up. And that was the idea. But she was going to use. But she pushed the he she pushed the child off the thing to get the the Japanese. So she used again a white woman used a Japanese person as her pawn 
to mm-hmm. blow up her a father. Child. Yeah, and she killed a child. She killed a Japanese kid and pushed him off the roof. So let's put that under factor too. He wasn't and killed though, but he, he wasn't was pushed right. off the roof. Yeah. Even even worse because he had to feel the pain. And so it's just not good. And that was the whole point. So really it was a daddy issue movie. As someone with ADHD, I felt like I was constantly captivated, but also disappointed um, at what I was paying attention to. Um, I just like, I can't, like, even down to like the Hello Kitty, that like, oh, knockoff Hello Kitty mascot. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, the mascot, scary. That they're beating it. it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first thing I said to you, Moss, when we saw it. I was like, that thing's scary as fuck. Like, <laughs> Nine yeah, it wasn't cute. It was. It had the eyes of evil, <laughs> and when it, when it could have not been, I don't, I don't know. That doesn't didn't bother me as too much because there's a lot of uh, anime things. I think there's that Go Asuka uh, show that looks like that. So I'm like, okay, that's believable. It's fine. Um, but was it necessary? Was it not gratuitous? Yeah, it didn't need, but it get, it was like it was again just orientalizing it. It was just like, oh, this is what absolutely it has. It like anime, like yeah, novelization of culture. It it's not we didn't need it. No, was was not needed uh, and was okay, but just no, <laughs> I guess no. Um, let's get into some of the other topics I was thinking of too. So. One I want to talk about what I've seen on Twitter. Like, what's interesting to me is that a lot of people, a good handful of people, were saying things on on Twitter and Instagram, but not calling it out. Mm. Like, I think the interesting thing about Asian American Hollywood is that they're not, they're so afraid to call it out because they're afraid of being blacklisted. I understand. I get it. You don't want to not get a job. But then you're not helping us. You're not building the culture and the community to fight against these things. You're just letting it happen. Like that's one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast today. Is like I don't see any podcast talking about. It. I don't see anybody else really talking about it critically. I only see ever. I only see good things if it's tagged as bullet train. Everywhere else, they're like, I never want to see another white man in a foreign country again. So they're not calling it out like in this bullet train movie. I don't want to see Brad Pitt in Japan. Like they're not making specifics. That's why I'm like. I'm going to be specific. Even my first post was not specific. And then I re-edited it. I was like, no, I don't. It was bullet train. It was bullet train. Like, I'm not kidding. It was That was the movie. Don't go watch it. And I feel a little bad because I'm some of the person who invited me to go to see the thing, gave me the free ticket, and they're kind of kind of leading the marketing on it. And so I feel bad for like, but it's not her movie. So it's like, whatever. I'm criticizing Sony, not the publicity team. So it, it's it, that's the whole, I don't see that being talked about. I don't know. Just like a couple thoughts on when like something as big as this big meaning like there's like some big names, big, big faces on here, lack of a better word, um, that comes out and includes like parts of our, generally speaking, parts of our culture into it. Um, It's just very interesting to me that like, I feel like it challenges our complacency because like sometimes we go on the streak of like, oh my gosh, we have crazy rich Asians coming out. We have, um, fuck, I don't know. I'm bad with just naming titles like mm-hmm. out there. But um, sometimes 
like it's just so interesting to me that we need like a really shitty film like this to come out and then like we we get up we get like upset about it but then like what can we do to keep like that other train going though you know no pun intended um, <laughs> <Good one. yeah. laughs> well i think there's a the train of representation i guess well i think there's two things um in my in my perspective if i can share that um one i want to call out that i don't see a lot of people calling out or criticizing bullet train publicly like and actually they might criticize like generally saying it. like i said before like you're just saying i don't want to see this again but they aren't calling it out but they'll call out mulan or they'll call out other bad asian film they'll call out yeah by you they'll say these things are wrong we don't want to see this. but they won't call out this movie and i mm-hmm. don't know why my it's power it's a little power yeah, absolutely i also want to say it doesn't happen to the japanese movies no one else really called out the terror season two. They're always like, go watch it. It's the thing. They're like, I'm like, did you watch it? Like, no. I'm like, yeah. And the Japanese who I talk to, they're like, it's cultural appropriation. It's bullshit. And it's crap. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Japan doing this film. Like no one else calls about it except for the Japanese people. But no one listens to the Japanese or the Japanese Americans. Like they don't really care about the Japanese. Like I, I'll just be real. I, that's what I see consistently. Like anything Japanese or Japanese related they don't care about what we have to say about our culture. Mm-hmm. It doesn't That's get a great distinction. Out. Yeah. But um, so you'll see things like Mulan. There was another, what was the other movie that came out? It was really bad. And like they'll call out like, you know, uh, Last Samurai or something. And it's just like, you know, it's there too. But then call out, you know, all these other things. So there is that happening because we just like Japan and that's the whole part. Or they don't really care enough. And Asians don't call it out. They just mm-hmm. don't. And they don't want to talk about it. Um but the others, the other half of it, I don't think what the original question was. Um, the train to keep moving is that one, we have to voice that out that we don't want to see these things, but we also have to voice what we do want to see. And yep. saying more representation is like saying, I want more food. Like, what kind of food? <laughs> right? It's just so, it's so bare. So I definitely want to see more representation, but I don't necessarily need to see more. Japanese representation. I want to see for me. I mean, I want Asian uh, Asian American representation. What is what Asian America or North America or Asians outside of Asia? What does that look like? And that's what's fascinating to me because I want to see people that rep- not only represent me, but that I see myself in. Whether that be me being uh, seeing an Asian person. Me as a as a man, see an Asian dude at a school or workplace or any other city um, with both other Asians and other non Asians, and just hanging out and doing bullshit and um, or having a good time, just and being people, just being people, yeah. not yeah. having to being suffer, human. or having magical yeah. powers, or having yes. a fight, or being martial arts. No, just a regular person. And, yes, and my thing, don't. People, a lot of people, the conversation for like Asian men is like, we want sexy Asian men. We all want sexy. That's that's like a given. It's good, good looking people, fine. Regular I, is hot. Well, regular is hot, but that's not what I find sexy. And I'm sure this is not what women find sexy. I'm not a woman, but for what I find sexy in, in people is ambition, is courage, bravery, um, 
smarts, intellectual and, and kindness, like those things I want to see in people and, and, and flaws, like real people, flaws or mistakes and things like that happen. Like, you know, I've been, there was that, I've got what I keep thinking what the movie's called, but with that Jimmy O. Yang movie that came out during Christmas time. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. He's not sexy, but he's sexy. Cause he's like, uh-huh. you're a real person. You're just yes. leaving your flaws. You have a candle business. You feel, think about family. You think about really helping other people. Like that makes him sexy to me. And yes. so stop, stop over-sexualizing or one, stop over-sexualizing women Asian women, but also and necessarily desexualizing men, but don't over-sexualize men just to backlash against the desexualization. Make them real people. Like and- Jonah Hill gets work every day. Like, <laughs> we, we don't have a version of Jonah Hill, right? Like he goes up and down. He's not exactly gorgeous. You know? Where's our version of Jonah Hill? When we can have a Jonah Hill, we've made it. Yeah, you know, or, come or, to think about that too. Like speaking to the sexualization part, um, at least depicted in Bullet Train, because I mean there were some sexy moments in there, like Bad Bunny making love to his 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 wife. Like there was like th- many shots of that. Yeah. Um, that was hilarious. Her, though. her I just like looking. Part. <laughs> <laughs> I was excited to see Bad Bunny, and I was like, he definitely said to Angelina Jolie's ex, "Can I do a lady in it?" And he was like, "Yeah." Yeah, and then he they did it. There, yeah, yeah. She, I mean, she was hot. I, I'm not gonna lie. Um, and then they were bleeding from their eyes. That was hot. yeah. That that. <laughs> uh, uh, that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess like like Andrew Koji is he's fucking smoking mm-hmm. like gorgeous. Mm-hmm. What a yeah, man, gorgeous. But, like, depicted through the whole entire film, he was, like, as we were saying earlier, constantly injured, bleeding in the bathroom. Um, sad. Just like, yeah, it's just very sad, like, um, like pitiful almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, like, even though he's, like, aesthetically great looking and what have you, um, I feel like there was really nothing about his character, like, speaking to, like, his personality or anything like that that would highlight his sexiness. Um I don't know. It's like my two cents on that. Whereas mm. everybody else was kind of like, kind of sleek. Everyone was well dressed and what have you. He was one dimension. Brad Pitt's character mm. had no flaws, right? Yes. Like maybe yes. he went to therapy, but they depicted him as like this flowery man who's just like an open wound. Um, <laughs> you know, like I can't. Um, what I, I I wanted to say actually, what I what I would like to see which is an indication that we're in the room um, that we are writers and directors and producers putting things forward that help our cultures um, become less of a novelty and more of just like a regular part of life. Um, The first thing I think I said to Moss after I was like breathing like a crazy hippo in the theater, Moss was like so stoic. I was like breathing so, I was like a hippo in heat. No one, none of us, none of us were there. This is okay. Um, Just like some indication that there were writers who might have, who looked like us and had our experiences that were in there. Even a Japanese people who were from Japan, like a consultant who was just like, hey, this is not, can we not, can we drop the wasabi peas? That'd be great. You know? And I'm not, I'm not totally opposed to the wasabi piece because he was like, oh, wasabi. And I'm like, 
He's they're like, at Whole Foods. They're yeah, here. They're around. Yeah, exactly. Like, have you never had wasabi peas before? Or whatever? <laughs> They've been like, here. But I mean, and you're in there. But oh, man, like, it was just mm, the whole movie was just all, everything. And I just, it's not something I want to see go forward. Like, this is 2022. I know they were filming this in 2020, but even then, this should way past that and i'm sure they yeah. had some cultural consultants and even on people i was talking to like we wish we would have been on earlier just we would have caught these things early but they don't studios don't always like from the that. screenplay well from the screenplay from the casting the biggest thing was like the casting right so they're just not putting it forward they're not thinking ahead or thinking multicultural uh, multiculturalism but you know but no asians only, only yeah. regions from Asia because we're in Asia. So we have to have some Japanese. I'm like, yeah, then there's like three, four. It yeah. does make me curious though. Like um, at the end when they were interviewing Hiro, Hiroyuki Sanada, like I wonder like had that interview gone in a different direction where we got like his actual thoughts about how he was being represented in that film. And same with Andrew Koji too. Mm-hmm. If this was like behind like closed doors, I am really, really curious how that would all come out. Well, knowing um, knowing his track record of what films he's been in, I just like totally. his, his general his general thoughts of being the supporting character to white people mm. or very, very always the samurai, people. always fighting. Yeah, and always just like. Saying words from a fortune cookie. Uh-huh. Like, oh yeah, he's the Charlie Chan of 2020, right? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude, but like, and that's not your fault. That's you getting a job and people writing your roles that are just making you the old wise elder. Like, literally, your name was the elder <laughs> in this film. Oh, that's true. Right? Yeah. I mean, everybody else had, didn't get a name. I mean, everybody else had tangerine and lemon code names, anyways, and that was part of the book, apparently. But you know. Come on, <laughs> I know it's it's yeah. kind of a stereotype, but he didn't even they didn't break. And it's not, again, it's not his fault. I don't blame actors. I've learned not to blame the actors. They don't have the power. Absolutely, they don't really get yep. that. I was on set this past week. I did have some power. I did feel like if they should, especially if they asked me a question or they I saw the screen. I was like, oh wait, I can see the screen. Let me change this. They're like, oh yeah, you're a filmmaker. <laughs> you can see it. I'm like, that makes sense. And. I yeah, I wish I could say what I was what I was kind of can't but I can't. Um, but I was I was not playing a stereotype, but I was definitely playing a a very Japanese kind of stereotype. And um, but I think it was really fucking cool because I look fucking hot. Um, so <laughs> it was it's gonna be fun. But at the same time, like I wasn't mad about that. But here in this context, it's like so secondary, so different i would love I, again I, I yeah you're right i would love to hear his real thoughts but i also see him as a person who's from japan i feel like a lot of japanese people from japan or japanese cultural places here in america who are majority isei or immigrants who, who want to preserve from that culture they don't really care or see it because they're not asian american they're asians in america they have a different yep. mindset they just want to see asians on the screen like oh there's more but there's been Asian films from Asia all the time, but Asian America is a different culture altogether. And they're not, they're not. Also wasn't about Asians in America. This is a perspective from Asian Americans. It's us about, okay, 
All right. I just want to make that clear, too. Oh, yeah. Um, That's true. Yeah. Asians from Asia could totally think this is fine. I think I think uh, I would assume just by track record that especially the Chinese market, they love this because the thing they love is actually not necessarily the representation. It's just entertainment, entertainment and American actors. They love seeing Brad Pitt. They love seeing Ryan Reynolds and and Angelina Jolie because they're it's Hollywood. It's the stars. It's the best of the best. But the best of the best is being perpetuated by Hollywood. It could be the best of the best where we could have Asian actors who could become the best of the best. But not like who set up the criteria they did for themselves. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like a frictionless system they've created. They marketed that way. They cast it that way. They continue to cast them in these films and putting big marketing and big publicity money money into it so that people do go see it. But they don't put the same amount of effort into people of color in general. Yeah. I do also want to go back and commend you, Moss, for saying something about when you were on set, like vouching for yourself. I think that's something that a lot of us have to learn to not only vouch for ourselves and vouch for others. Um, again, we don't want to like chastise any Asian Asians who are like in film, but we do want to make sure that when we see something we don't love or like, we raise our hands and say, hey, coming from my perspective – I know I'm not in a position of power, even though people who are the gatekeepers should use that position of power to put more of us in those places. Um, but can we change it? Can we adjust? I think even Masi Oka said something in Heroes that they used to have him say like bonsai instead of like hata when he was excited. It's like he's like bonsai is a tree. Why would I say that? <laughs> that little adjustment makes all the difference, right? Yeah. Oh, I mean. I'll say the bonsai is, is still a, a can be used as as a gambate. Like, Let's go because I know oh, the, yeah. the the, the uh, they used the four four second also be nicknamed the bonsai battalion. They're like bonsai, and they'd go for it. Mm, um, yeah, it's, it's a half and half, but yeah, but totally like they could. It, it, that might not in that context, but it doesn't really make sense. Um, and then like, and I think it's important for actors to do their role too. It's like one of my things I I did that no one asked me to do was research about the kind of character I was supposed to play and i had to walk a certain way i had to hold myself a certain way and everybody on set all the production people were not asian everybody only actors were asian they were all japanese which is pretty fun um huh. there were a bunch of nikkei out there just kind of in these roles um but no one else was and so they didn't know how to present us right i had to go find this way on my own and i'm glad i did because it actually made the character look a lot better, more, not, I don't want to say authentic, but better than it was if I didn't do it. So, but then I, you know, putting myself out there to do it and then tell the director, this is maybe yes and no. Um, and have certain things like there will, I can't say so much. I want to say things. I'll come back to it later, but it, going back to like bullet train in itself, I think I just, it just didn't have to be the way it, it, it was presented. It, yeah. it could have just been, it, it's a good story I mean, story, whatever, but it, it was, it was a fine entertaining fling, but because of how much they just misrepresented poorly orientalized and just took out a lot of things. It pissed me off and I'm sure it pisses off other Asians, uh, especially Asian Americans. And that's where it falls flat. Whereas if they would have kind of consulted people and really talked about it and really had it, they could have eliminated all of it and actually made a pretty decent film. 
and gained a lot more money. I don't hear anything else about it. I heard it come out big the, the weekend it came out. It came out and some people talked about it, but most people didn't. And I think if they would have really played really well and talking to the Asian American community and found ways to promote better culture, maybe we all we would all been talking on this podcast about how weirdly cool it was to see um Asians in these roles that was multicultural, that was international, and that had more things, but that didn't orientalize our whole culture. Even if you had some more Asians in there and, and didn't, I would maybe it would be sort of orientalizing, but I'm like, hmm, but it's not wrong. So I just think there was just so much bad to it, but I'll kind of. I agree. I think a lot of the pieces of the puzzle were there. They just, the way they put it together wasn't, just was lacking. Mm-hmm. And I think if someone like Harry Shum Jr. was the protagonist, I wouldn't be telling people, maybe watch it on a plane. Don't spend your money. Watch it on a plane. 100%. Or on your phone. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, you know, wait, wait till it streams. Wait till it streams. Yeah. Or go to a free screening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, rip it. I don't know. But, yeah, uh, you're not saying you do anything illegal, but don't, you know, I don't think it's worth if you're if you want to if you want to hurt yourself and hurt your eyes um maybe <laughs> maybe um and i think other i think the thing is too that not that it pisses me off because i don't think I, I can't control any of that and it doesn't i don't know when it will ever change but the people who i see did see on twitter and places like bullet train was awesome it's a great movie they weren't asian they weren't even black they weren't even people of color it was just white people just saying this was an awesome movie Oh, that's nice, but I hope that they can see. Eventually, I hope that some people can see, like at least somebody can go in there and watch it with with Asian American eyes. They're just watching through their perspective, and I want them to go. I want to, there to be a point in time that they go and say, "Yeah, but there's something wrong here," and I maybe they can't put their finger on it, but at least they can say something's wrong. Yeah, they won't be able to really speak to it, but they can at least kind of feel like. This doesn't yeah. feel right. We should be at the point that they're woken up to see what's, what what is. The thing with is. that is that they can only gain the perspective that something isn't right from interacting with people who look like us and think like us. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, if they silo themselves to just people who look like them and think like them, they have no room or space to innovate in a system that was made by them and created by them. You know, you don't make change in a frictionless environment if it doesn't affect you. Yep trying to see oh no trying to see who the rest of the cat uh, the crew was i know the director was david leach lecce not david lynch but some other white dude right um and there's nothing wrong with white people it's just the whole thing sarah there are people out there who do care i'm not saying none of them do no Um, but they don't but also don't have the perspective like they just don't see it the way they're well-meaning is uh and they want a job and they have a job, right? And it's a job that they need to do. But right. if there's if there's no other people giving checking them, like you're not being checked for what you're doing, what you're presenting on screen. They could be having a job and they do something racist and then but they're the people in power, so no one wants to tell them what to do. So they don't have the opportunity. But if you put somebody else next to them who has that power, like okay, without without like assuming who's Asian or not. Um, and only going off by names and last names, I only see two 
who I guess are Japanese as executive producers, which means they could not be even on set. That means they could just be putting people in touch with each other or putting in money. Um, I won't That's even call them. You can just watch them, but like yeah. produced by one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, at least eight people. And the people who are in PGA, which is the Producers Guild of America, are not Asian. Uh, one of them is the director. Everybody else is probably even just putting in money for whatever reason, want to see it go. Mm-hmm. And the other two people who might be, oh, you're, I have two Asian Japanese producers. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they have a lot of say, especially in the creative ability. And maybe they get bought out because they're the only two Asians in the room and they don't feel like they have the power to say anything because they're the minority. They got their token Asians in. Mm-hmm. And even look at the, most of the most of the make like makeup crew, mostly just like German. One one Michelle Kim. Like no. Like everybody else looking in this at crew. IMDB. Uh-huh. I'm surprised just how high of a rating it is on this. Yeah, I mean, like and by who, right? Yeah, yeah, I don't know anyone who goes on IMDb and, and votes up and votes down <laughs> these things. You, I don't know one person who does those things. I just look at them and I'm like, maybe, but I would never take time out of my day, you know? Totally. Especially not IMDb, but bullet train on Rotten Tomatoes, 53% uh, tomato meter, 77% audience score. It's like. Okay, yeah, here's a, here's, a, here's a, critics con- critic consensus. Bullet Train's colorful cast and high-speed action are almost enough to keep this keep things going after the story runs out of track. <laughs> That's a really good log line. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? it, the story doesn't go anywhere. Um, but at least some of the action is kind of cool, which is basically. And it says, audience says, it could have been a more entertaining ride, but if you were in the mood for a decent thriller to pass the time, bullet train will get you get you where you want to go people are silly on here um yeah and i feel like that's kind of where i feel too it's like you want to watch something that you just want to go with fine (laughs) but i definitely want to pay a full full price ticket for it i would be fine if i had to go movie hopping into it (laughs) not that i've ever done that but like you know, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but I'm not paying $18 and a $20 bowl of popcorn for this movie by itself. Um, Absolutely no, not. No way. Oh. I left the theater pretty mad. Um, yeah. And we didn't even pay for the movie. <laughs> you saw me. I had yeah. a double, double face palm, like for like a good two minutes. And I, and I went to go to the restroom and I did not rush back. I was just like, mm, check the time, check right? Okay. <laughs> Some movies I just hold. I just, uh, everything everywhere all at once was like two two and a half hours long. I held my piss. Like I'm not moving. <laughs> I will hold it. Everybody and everybody else did too. Like until after the credits were finished, you're like, I'm not moving. <laughs> like a lot of people did leave, but like yeah, most was like, I gotta pee. <laughs> did not expect that. Um, okay, and then. Before we kind of run out of time, uh, Maria, you had some other really thoughts about this movie in other other ways. What were they? Um, you wanted to talk about multi, not multiculturalism. You remember? Uh, no, no, I don't remember. I said a lot of things, and I think they were. You had good topics. I should have wrote them down. 
you know, we said we said a lot of words. I I I mean, I have ADHD. I'll say something and completely forgot I said it the next moment. Um, I really do have it. It's a fun time. Um, for other people, uh, yeah, I think I'm good. I've genuinely said my piece. I could definitely rant on it more, um, but I think the last. Uh, well, before we go on the last segment, um, Key, do you have any other kind of thoughts? I mean, like, I'm just so speechless by it. Like, there's really nothing to offer to it. You know, like, I've already, I've already said my piece as well. Like, I don't want to give it any more energy, <laughs> honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, this is, this was the, I don't know, the kick in the ass to, like, call shit out again, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I think um, the next time Angelina, jo- oh, sorry, did I interrupt you? No, you're good. I think the next time Jennifer Aniston's ex wants to make a movie, he should really consider the power and influence he has and try to use that to make a difference and do good things and not just put his best friends into movies because they're also bored that day too. And that's what I'm going to say about that. (laughs) And just because you put money into Minari doesn't give you the pass to go do other movies about Asians and take them out. It's giving, I have Asian friends. Yeah. Yeah, I'm an Asian friend. I'm not. I put a money into Asian movies. I'm not. Do you hang out with them, or do you just know them at work? (laughs) Yeah. Do you eat their food? Do you come over to the houses? Do you? Do you? What's their last name? What's their birthday? Do you ask them right now? Do you ask them questions and listen, or do you just tell them what you think life is and just tell about your stories? Like, I mean, I do that too sometimes, but like same time, do you ask questions and learn about them and? really understand can i ask you about my culture and you tell me and if i say japanese americans and you go yeah japan's so cool (laughs) yeah that's that's great um i think the last segment i want to kind of bring up is what you know moving forward knowing that this is so if we have just for contemporary times um we have a lot coming out right now i mean never have ever just dropped last night and i can't wait to binge watch that maybe tonight um we have we had, I don't want to go past Crazy Rich because that's like 2018 by now, but we have yeah. Partner Track that's coming out next couple of weeks. I get to go see a preview of that, which will be exciting. Um, that's a TV series through Netflix. Um, there's another movie that came out, like something Destination that came out last week um, that I didn't get to go see. Uh, Korean, South Korean drama um, movie thing. It's like a disaster movie. And uh, a few other things that have come out there. We're doing, generally, we're doing fine. So back to Key's question on what keeps the the train moving uh, for for better representation? We have things like um, the cleaning lady. Uh, these are all good movies and generally pretty well received. Well, um, pretty well received in general, uh, and people want to go watch it. They're getting better numbers from it, and it's not just agents who are watching it. There's a lot of stuff are coming out, but and fewer and fewer bad things coming out, but they're still there. And even with the Asian representation that is coming out, I'm not always satisfied. Um, yeah. There are, but there are good things. Like I will say something like um, Turning Red. Turning Red is an Can- Asian Canadian film, but it also, it, but it wasn't solely just on their Chinese thing. It was about, um, they had a lot of culture in it and they talked about the, the panda and some of the culture traditions behind it, but it was also like about womanhood and boy bands and having a period and like all the different things that made sense. And it was in North America. So they all wanted to speak English. Not that you have to speak English to be there, but it was also like oh, relatable. And they had, she had multicultural friends and people. I was like, 
this is great. Um, but then you have things like, um, I don't know, there's other things that are, that are good and bad. So my question to you both, um, what are things you do and do not want to see moving forward? Um, whether it is, I mean, I, think, I feel like whitewashing in general is like not what we want to see. So you don't have to, that's a blanket statement. Um, but what do you want to see and don't you want to see in better representation? Hmm. I have a selfish thought. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, like, I think it's selfish in terms of like, I want to see some more about, I'm going to butcher this word because I keep forgetting like the pronunciation of it, the diaspora of Asians in general, where like, okay, like Asians don't just stay in their home country and they don't just go to Western countries. Um, I feel like that narrative has not really been spoken about or even speaking to that um, third culture kids. Um, holy shit. I never, I can't like besides pachinko um that is probably like the only thing that i can think of that speaks to like third culture kids or um the the diaspora of us like moving just because of some awful worldly event that caused us to displace ourselves from our communities um i don't know for audience or, and it may be my sake explain mm -hmm. third culture kid sure i am very poor about putting this in a very con like <laughs> concise that's way the way you pronounce it is like i don't think that's what i knew about it so maybe i'm confused yeah um so according to wikipedia a third culture kid or third culture individuals are people who are raised in a culture other than their parents's or the culture of their country of nationality and also live in a different environment during a significant part of their child development years. Um, but I feel like yes. that's very, I know that that's a, that's a mouthful. Um, I, I don't even think that even encompasses like most of pe people that identify with this term either. Um, does that make sense? What, what I knew about it was like generally um, army army kids, like people who yeah. are right. Like you might be coming, your parents might be Japanese, but they live in uh, Minnesota, but that they aren't, they're not living in Minnesota life. They're living in army life, you know? Yes. Um, um, that That is a, a segment of them for sure. Right. right. Yep. Um, or it could be, for example, um, there are thousands and thousands of Han Chinese that uh, grew up in Thailand, um, and they speak Thai. They have children in Thailand, and these children grow up thinking that they're Thai, but then their origins are actually from China. That's also an example of third culture kid. Mm. Yep. Yeah, I think a lot of people still want to hear that. That's something, but just by the fact that I don't know what it really means and what that life is like, means that I mm -hmm. haven't seen it on TV or movies. Yeah, good basically. Point. Or if I have seen it, they haven't talked about what being that, or there was never a conversation in the audiences about being that. So right. I think that's that speaks right in itself. Yep, yep. What don't you want to see? <laughs> Shit from the bullet train. Start <laughs> off from there. 
Um, I think I'm really, really, yeah, I am really tired of being sexualized as an Asian woman. That's for yep. sure. That, that needs to be the fuck down. Um, I feel like that's very, very strong and very prominent to this day. Um, there's no breaks on that whatsoever. What's the last movie you felt that? That you can remember? Does it have to be something recent? No, just the last thing you remember. Oh what comes to head? What comes to your head most? Just right off the top, because I—I mean, I'm not always not that I'm not looking for it, but I don't always recognize it. The I top think two, like day-to-day interactions as well. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Like, oh well, yeah, but that comes, comes and that comes from a movie, so or it kind of gets there. So the thing I can think of. I mean, the last thing is just classic is like full metal jacket oh of course it's still horny but it's but like that's it's kind of that's kind of long ago but i'm not trying to think what would be kind of recent because i don't this one is not quite recent but um it's something that i remember um my white father <laughs> um watching um it's called the transporter um yeah with Jason Stamos, not Stamos. I I don't remember. I remember the actor was bald. Yeah, yeah. And Huntington Wheatley. That's what I know. (laughs) Uh, His name is Jason Statham. Okay, Um, but the the love interest, or whatever we want to call her, um, or rather, he's supposed to transport her, and she's like this this Asian woman in the trunk of a car. And he has feels for her, and yeah, I will just not spoil that because I remember so little from it anyway. But um, yeah, yeah, Hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, I don't want to see that either. I I, I would (laughs) like to see. Well, I would like to know, know, think about what other movies, things that I've only mostly what I've seen recently that I've kind of kept up, and I really only come to this Asian American identity in the past couple of years is like a lot of uh, what I see is a lot of women, Asian women lead roles in a lot mm. of things and almost in almost everything. Like there's just not enough Asian men doing these things, but I see a lot more having just gen- in general partner attractions in Asian women with white men. Um, yep. I saw at least I've seen more movies online and everything that I post, I find either are Asian women, whether it be even sexual identity or, um, uh, leading roles it's just asian women you think about like uh, killing eve sandra oh or uh turning red just more sandra oh <laughs> just like more and more uh, uh, raya the last dragon like where's that part and so uh, i don't see a lot of the sexualization anymore so i want to know what i would love to know a contemporary movie that like mm. so, that, that we, so that we can call it out so we can go and like hmm and like think about that because we only i only think of those things but i know there's more i know there has to be more um maria what do you want to see more of um i think i want to see more of us not siloing ourselves um i saw nope recently and i was really excited to see Mm. steven young in it um jordan peele daniel kaluuya kiki palmer um and i'm excited to see us all collaborate together that's something i definitely want to see more um also i don't know if you guys have seen the extraordinary attorney Wu. it's a south korean show and it 
talks about a woman with autism who's an amazing attorney. More of more is what I would like to see. Um, and doing it in a way that's easily digestible, that's friendly, that's engaging. Um, and that opens the doors for more stories like that to be greenlit and to continue and succeed. That's what I would like to see. Mm-hmm. What I don't want to say, uh, I don't want to see any more excuses and plot points for us to not be included, like period pieces that are like, oh, it takes place here. You can't have us in there. And Shonda Rhimes and Bridgerton was a fun thing that was successful. Um, I haven't seen it, but, you know, that's there. Um, I don't want to see people. I think someone I was talking to pray, talking about prey with someone the other day. They're like, it's not really realistic that a woman would be fighting this thing. And I was like, how realistic is it for anyone to fight this foreign thing coming from space? It's like a prequel of Predator. Um, like, it's just not real. Oh, yeah. Women would have to face. It's like, what do you mean? This thing is pretend. Um, same thing with Game of Thrones. There were no Asian people with any lines. Nope. And they're like, well, it, was, it took place in Westeros. I'm like, you have dragons and a Night King, <laughs> but you <laughs> have Asians in it? Can I? Who do I fight? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Things make me want to fight. I won't, but it makes me want to. You know, I saw recently that totally speaks to that. Lightyear. I loved oh. it, but there's not one Asian in Lightyear. I'm like, Asians in space, just like where where they go. It's like unless they're the unless they're China, the China International Space Station or coming from Asian countries, like uh, it was that moon moon show or Mars thing that was it was like all Asians. Like they're not in stuff. But you know what? Uh, um, oh. Ellison o- Onizaki? Onizaki? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was the yeah. first Asian American in space in 1960. That's not, not right. That's not right. Yeah, and and he was the first. <laughs> uh, yeah, because his first, his first like into space was like 1956. But his last, it must have been like 19. I'm not gonna find it because I want to. I mean, we I, have a whole plaza dedicated to him in Little Tokyo. Yeah, he's got a yeah. street. He's got a street named to him. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, his his so and his last flight was 1983, the Challenger, which he died on. Yeah. Right. So, and there's been more. I'm sure there's been more Asian Americans in space, but he was the first Asian American, and I don't think he was the first person of color. Um, on my list of people, I think are hot. Johnny Kim is a NASA astronaut who joined NASA in 2017. And he just came back from space, I think pretty recently, but he's a smoke show. He's real cute. It's like we're out here. We're in space. Why aren't we why aren't we in space movies? And I think that's something too. So that just speaks to that part. And you know, you were talking we had talked about in the car recently, um, the bear, right? In the Chicago show. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So many Japanese in Chicago. Like that's where they went after war. And there's not in any of the trailers, it was like already like if I don't see one Asian in this fucking show i'm not gonna watch and didn't see any i'm like there could have definitely been somebody anybody put one for two i don't care just somebody because that just represents what part of chicago is and a lot of them are restaurant owners so why wasn't that any a part of it and i just like they were just whitewashed and i'll say whitewashed but it's really american washed but i'll say whitewashed people get like but there were people of color in here i'm like yeah but really they were all working under people who were white and mm. none of them are running it well. And as someone who was in the restaurant industry for 10 years, I was like, all right, we're doing this again. It's still this. 
We're not changing 2022. It's the same stuff. Okay. All right. It was trauma porn for anyone who worked in the rafting industry, really. It was uh-huh. good. Yeah. We uh, could do a whole other episode about the bear. Sure. I got a lot of things to say about that show. <laughs> uh, so it means I just, just the lack of representation on that show, but in lack of representation, period. Um, but yeah, you're right. We just, just stop siloing us into own only Asian American films. And I think that's the thing. That's a balance too, for our, our community is there's a lot of people who want to do Asian American films that are, are about Asian America. Well, like myself, but there's a lot of people who don't want to do Asian American films. They just want to do eight. They want to do stories with Asians in them. The white guy who does it better than everybody else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think it's just, and I think it's a yes and no. Like I do want stories that are just great stories. Like your teachers and professors say, oh, you don't need any culture. You just do, you just need to have a good story. But once you put an Asian person in there, any person in there, any person of color, any person of color, their pers- their character becomes a real person with a real life, real family, parents, sis- siblings, and come from perspective that other people see them as Asian, Black, Latin, Latina, like all these things. It just, you have to put that into the structure of the character. So once that character, once you cast that person, then they're Asian. Then that character is Asian. Then they have a whole lifestyle that's been Asian and maybe they've been racialized or they see a different perspective. They have a different culture, different background. It's a bit more flavor to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's Asian America. It can be just American, but they're Asian America because something's different about them. It's a whole different culture. Somebody yeah. sees them as that. So you can't really, you can't separate the two. Now, my stories are about Asian American culture and specifically, but even then you can't just like tie the two. I think the only thing, one of the few that I think does it very well, and actually people don't really know about it much, is um, Dumbfounded's Run, Run DMZ. It's um, it's his miniseries. Uh, it's online. You can watch it on YouTube. And um, he his family owns a little Korean Korean restaurant in oh, Koreatown. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and he's being bought out by the big Korean restaurant, the big BBQ. And I'm like, yeah, but, but the show in itself is not about being Asian American. They're about running a restaurant and hanging out with his friends and getting a girl and doing that stuff. I'm like, yeah. Yep. But he's also Asian American. You can't separate the yes. two. Like, he's just like, yes, he's yes, a yes. part of it. So that's a that's just, that's kind of, not anybody asked me, but that's kind of what I want to see more too. It's like, I do want to see shows that are, good stories but you you can't not necessarily separate the two like even Nora from queens people have their opinions but i think it's still funny it's just there like, are opinions about the black sun um yeah well that's but i think that's yeah. that's Nora herself that's aquafina her you could say that but you know i'm also from the northeast and i don't sound like that no but i also don't i don't i don't criticize her too much because i don't know her life Right. I I won't criticize her, her herself, but I do wish she would acknowledge it in a way that was, you know, clear to the black community that hey, I wasn't appropriating your culture. Correct. This is just something that came from me hanging out with certain people. Correct. I don't know. Just something. She goes up in the rap world, and that's what she wants to bring in, and that's it. That she kind of, you know, people have people have to uh, code switch. And code switching into those those realms to fit in and feel like they fit in. Like I'm sure I code switch. I had to code switch as people tell me, you know, hey, what's up, China man? I'm like, yeah, what's up, China man? I'm like, yeah, I'm China man. You know, but like, no, I don't okay. find myself doing that with my friends who happen to be oh, of oh. A different. Yeah, not maybe not now. 
when you're a kid, you don't always know these things. Okay. Right. She, she's not a kid though. She's, she's not a kid like, anymore. No. And this okay. is a whole other topic. This I'm is not, different. I'm not saying that. It, and I'm not saying <laughs> that a it's different a different thing. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's a good thing. And she should definitely recognize that. And this, this is an uh-huh. old conversation. Anyways. There's no such thing as cancel culture as long as you're willing to change and do better. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. If you're willing to do better, but if you keep making a mistake, that's a problem. Yeah. Just say, I'm sorry. Let me change and adjust. And then let's bring it back to kind of like the conversation in general. Like Hollywood has that same availability. You can make a mistake, but apologize and do better. Don't just keep doing it. Angelina Jolie's ex can do better. He he can redeem himself. I'm calling out Brad Pitt. better. (laughs) We're calling out Juliet Lewis's Gwyneth Paltrow's ex to do better, please. I just, I'm just saying Brad Pitt need to do better. <laughs> you know, uh, he is himself. He has no, no one else has responsible for him except for him. And he can just do better. But anyways, let's kind of wrap it up. I want to thank you both for taking the time to do this conversation. Um, I wish we had more time to do more conversations like this. And maybe strong agent lead every once in a while has like a movie review on these things, um, even good or bad movies. I don't want to do always the good movies just because I feel like, we could talk about them, but I think it's we want to help criticize the other ones because the other ones get really good reviews. We can say, like, yeah, these are good. Um, but I think it would be cool to talk about. I've also want to talk about Mulan and uh, talk about how well these movies are doing and even the criticism behind other movies that aren't that are supposed to be doing well. Like, I have criticism about like all the top, I don't, I don't want to announce them now, but like all the other movies that have come out in the past that are like critically acclaimed and award-winning and this and that i'm like eh, i don't really care about these either. can we talk about citizen kane i got a lot of things to say about citizen kane maybe i don't know that one i haven't watched it i'm talking about the asian movies that people say they're good and i'm like oh really, okay really. No, like breakfast good. at tiffany's no yeah that's a conversation itself we should talk, <laughs> we should talk with Guy Yoki about that and, and and the monarch crew but um no more like the farewell or uh yeah, 16 candles no no not even the Amer- not even those ones <laughs> i'm talking about the ones that people say there are good right? oh, okay. and then i'm like mm, i do what i have criticisms against these things and i think it's important for us to also criticize asian asian films because i think yeah. it, if we don't if we're just saying they're only good then we're like okay so then at some point we're only gonna say only asian films are good because they're asian they don't have to be good but sometimes we should be able we should and we we should have the ability to make films and let them be bad and still let us make films more. I have white friends who make really terrible films all the time and they still get money for their next film. Yep. But then these other Asian films there, we have to say they're good because they're Asian. Like I get why you can, you want to say that, but then you're not actually saying it's a good story. You're just saying it's because they're Asian. That's in itself not racist it's like like when people say they'll vote for andrew yang because he's asian but he's really bad with policy exactly uh exactly. oh my god Ugh. he's not a, his policy is not i don't think i liked about Ugh. it was like the universal basic income like yes he, but everything else is you're he just you don't I represent <laughs> the anger i have Ugh. i think that's and that's that that's like andrew yang wraps it up all for me like we should be able to criticize it even though they're asian because yeah, just, in fact, especially because he would ruin it if he really ran yeah. and won. He'd ruin <laughs> and, the whole thing for us. I guess to that point too, it doesn't mean that we're like pinning it up against each other. Yeah. You know, we're, we're we're just simply making a critique. Yeah, and like, like my <laughs> and 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 when I yeah. make my films, I hope you criticize me too. Yeah, I yeah, hope exactly. I say a lot of stuff. <laughs> 
again, thank you both for jumping in uh, this time and um, sharing your thoughts on this train wreck of a movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, and we'll do more. Thank you so much. Cool. Thank you. Okay. And, thank you. And I'm going to close out for the uh, listeners. Thank you all for listening to the Strong Asian Lead podcast. If you're listening to this on the week of August 20th, we do have our event uh, at the Terasaki Budokan. Uh, it's a networking meetup event. Please come out and just hang, meet your fellow Asians and, and creatives. And we'll also have a panel with some great people to talk about the business side. So we hope you, you'll join us and um, have a good time. I'm working in the door. Yeah, come come meet us. We're all there. And we'll have a, um, and it's part of, and we're probably doing a New York meetup uh, in September uh, and maybe in Chicago in October. So we'll see. Um, but that's the plan. So, oh, just thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sharing and listening to us uh, rant and chat and get off topic every once in a while. So, um, yeah. hope to do more in the future. Okay. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.